Hebrews 4.12 says of this word that it is this book, that it's alive and active. And it's sharper than any double-edged sword. Remember we said we're going to read Ephesians 6 again? Let's go back to Ephesians 6 now. And from verse 14 it says, Stand firm then, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the word of the Spirit, which is the word, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. (laughs) Be alert. There's no point in being clothed in all of necessary armor, but then you're ignorant. Or you're just like, you know, laissez-faire. I'm not worrying about nothing. If you're not aware, you can still be taken out no matter how much preparation you have done. It says, stay aware, um, be alert, and always keep praying for all the saints. Here's what I want to say about the Bible, right? Y'all, it's like when they teach people to identify counterfeit money, they don't try and give them all the types of counterfeit to learn what counterfeit is. No, they through process of use of true currency make them so accustomed to what a true currency feels like, looks like. That they're so used to the truth that the minute a counterfeit comes on, they touch it and they go, this ain't right. This ain't right. They don't have to pay something and find out that, oh, I was fooled. (laughs) No, they touch that thing one time. They go, I'm sorry, you can't pay with this. That ain't right. I'm sorry, you can't sell me this lie. That ain't right. I know what the truth says. I'm sorry, you can't convince me otherwise about who I am because... I know what the truth says. We need to get so accustomed to what this Bible says about us, how it views us, how it defines us, that if anything tries to define us differently, we just go, uh-uh, you can't give me any of that. You can't give me any of that. I know the truth. So let's talk about this armor of God. We, we, we read it saying here that, hey, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and we think that, okay, it's just the sword of the Spirit that's the Word of God. But let me, let me, let me, let me just show you something here today, okay? Let me ask you this. Put the belt of truth around your waist. What is truth? It's this is truth, right? Okay, let's talk about uh, the breastplate of righteousness in place. Where do you learn about your righteousness? In the same word. Let's talk about the readiness to share the gospel of peace. Where do you find the gospel of peace? In the word. Every single one of these things is still the word. The truth is the word. The breastplate of righteousness. The readiness to share the gospel. Talk about faith. How do you get faith? By hearing the word. Talk about salvation. Where do you hear about your salvation? It's still the word. This whole armor is the word. It's this. It's getting into it, delving into it, learning from it. 
And then the sword of the Spirit is the Word. What does the Bible say about praying? Pray according to the will of God. Where do I find the will of God? In the Word. This is the foundation of our warfare. If we don't have this in our minds, I can get paid with counterfeit. Somebody can sell me a lie. Oh, you're never going to have a happy life. Somebody can sell me a lie. Oh, you're never going to get ahead financially. Sell me a lie. Oh, you know, you're just always going to have trouble with your emotions. Hey, you're no leader. Who are you to try and pray for somebody? Oh, yeah, you know, I, I did sin yesterday. <laughs> so I can't pray for nobody. Oh, I did have a business failure, so you know, I, I can't be an entrepreneur that is trusting God for big things. Don't get sold the lie. Don't get paid with counterfeit, y'all. Let's get into the Word. We're going to start from this week again to um, delve into the Word together. So we're just making final decisions on the frequency of this. But we're going to start our devotions again. And all our devotions are going to be our, our devos, our online devos through Facebook, our live devos. All they're going to be is, is reading the Bible together and, and, and talking through it. And, and, and here's the, the big thing we want to discover in the Bible. So many people use the Bible just for self-help advice. How do I, you know, handle this situation? What do I do in that situation? You know, how do I, um, what do I do when I feel like this? What do I do when I feel like that? And as much as it's, it's very effective for that, it's not what it was meant for. This book was meant to reveal Jesus to you. This book was meant to bring you into a relationship with Jesus Christ in, in, in intimate, detailed knowledge of who He is. So wherever you read the Bible from this day forth, I want you to, to, to at least do this as a part of your study. You have to find out what is Jesus doing, why is He doing it, and how is He doing it. What is He doing, how is He doing it, and why is He doing it. If you don't get to learn Jesus better by your Bible reading, then something's missing. You're reading the Bible for religious facts and for self-help advice. You're not reading it to build a relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what we've got to return to, is to know God through reading this Bible. And then you'll sometimes see the people of God, because not every chapter and every page has Jesus on it, but there's somebody there that's living out something that was directed by God. What is he doing? Why is he doing it? And how is he doing it? And then sometimes you get those other guys who are more like us, and they go like, you know, what is he doing? Then do the opposite of that, right? It's like, oh my goodness, you don't want to do what that guy did. So then you just know not to do that. Why did he do it? Well, then just don't use that reason to do something, right? So I made a mess, and I needed to hide something, so now I want to kill somebody's, somebody's husband. No, 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 no. <laughs> you do the opposite. You go and confess, right? But everywhere we can see Jesus and we can see God and we can ask ourselves the question, what is Jesus doing? Why is He doing it? And how is He doing it? If you study the Bible with that in mind, it'll take your relationship with God to a completely new level. A completely different level. And that's what we're here for is to help people know God first and foremost. And this is our foundation of our warfare. And it's all the Bible. The whole, whole armor of God is the Bible.
You don't understand your righteousness until you've dug into these verses and understand that for something to be something, something else must not be it anymore. The Bible says Jesus became sin. If Jesus is now sin, can I still be sinner? Oh, but I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, 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 no. I'm no longer a sinner saved by grace. 30 years ago, I was a sinner saved by grace. Ever since then, I was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We cannot define ourselves different from what the Bible defines us. The Bible says that Jesus Christ became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. If He is all of sin, and let me just ask you this, if you can't believe that He became all of sin, what are you going to do with tomorrow's sin? Who's going to pay for tomorrow's sin? If Jesus did not become all of sin, who's going to pay for tomorrow's? Guys, this is the good news of the gospel. He became sin so that we can be known as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How are you going to know about righteousness if you don't study this word about Jesus and what he did for you? How are you going to have faith for the impossible if you don't see the miracles and the power that has passed down, delegated to us as the church by Jesus himself? This, guys, is how we live victorious in this spiritual war. Now, next week, I'm going to encourage you to be here because my wife's preaching. And she's an incredible prophetic um, uh, uh, minister that loves the presence of God and, 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 and is going to talk about the mission and talk about the living from a place of insight and how to get there uh, so that Jesus becomes the leader of your life. The, uh, he sets the agenda. So don't miss it, y'all. If you do anything, don't miss that. Try best you can to make it. Um, I want to end off by saying this. That when Jesus was tempted in the, in the wilderness, he did not use willpower to get through it. He quoted God's word. He used this truth to debunk the lies. And some of those lies were kind of like close. Because that's his game. He deceives, right? Like he deceived Eve. He deceives. He gives you a little half-truth. And so yeah, half-truth's more dangerous than a lie. And today, there are so many half-truths going out there, masquerading under the guise of morality and love. But they're half-truths, y'all, and they're out to destroy. Jesus used the Word of God to bring correction to those lies, and in so doing, was able to fend off that attack of the temptation. But here's the thing about the devil. He always tries to come back. The Bible says the devil left him for an opportune time. So the devil was always like kind of looking. Another time? No, no, no. He looks kind of strong. He just raised the guy from the dead. Okay, look, look, look. Now, now it's now the time? Oh, wait, he's getting arrested. Oh, wait, 
He's, he's, like, he's like asking God to do He's like in anguish. He's sweating blood. All right, this is my moment. Get in there. The devil is always going to come back. So we need to stay vigilant. He's always going to try to put you back in that sin, to put you back in that old pattern of thinking, to repeat that lie to you, to go and, 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 and do things that makes you think, oh, maybe that lie was true. Know the truth, truth, so that you can refute those lies. Let me pray for you. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we come and we dedicate our hearts and our minds both to your truth, to your word. We pray, God, that you will help us this week to dig into your word, to discover Jesus for ourselves once again, to see him afresh, to see him anew, and to know that whatever you have, you say in your word that however he was in this world, so are we help us to identify ourselves with Jesus more than identify ourselves with any other thing that this world has on offer. Any other promise or any other thing that offers us relief or, 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 or acceptance or love or, or anything po positive that we should be having, but it's a lie and it's not going to ever deliver that to us. Help us to identify with Jesus and see ourselves according to His truth, which where the true promises lie and can come and bring us victory and bring us overcoming and the things that we're trusting you for. Lord, help us to recognize when the enemy is masquerading and trying to deceive us. Holy Spirit, we ask you to speak to us. Still small voice, remind us and keep reminding us. Don't give up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.